Welcome to Thrive. We say welcome to everyone who is joining us online. You are welcome on whatever channel that you are on. Thank you so much. You are welcome on whatever channel that you are on. If today is your first time joining us online, please give us a thumbs up on any of the channels that you are on. And the online pastors will be more than happy to welcome you. If today is your first time worshipping with us physically here, welcome. Please join us on Sunday at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. And we will be more than happy to give you an extra special welcome. Welcome again to everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, indeed, we have come with open hearts. We ask, Lord, that your words will impart into our lives and it will change our lives for good. That the name of Jesus will be honored here today. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we began the study of the book of Acts um, about two weeks ago. And it has been so amazing. In part one, um, Papi took us through you know, an in-depth in- intro on the book of Acts. And one of the key things he taught us was that the Acts of the Apostles is central to the birth of the Church of Jesus Christ. And it is also central to the understanding of the workings of God through his church by his Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a huge part of the Acts of Apostles. And this is absolutely true because as we delve in deeper into this book we see so much of the acts of the Holy Spirit. And like someone said, it should have been called the acts of the Holy Spirit. Um, And last week in part two, Pastor Richard took us through part two. And one of the things that he said was that it is the Holy Spirit that gives the ability to speak in tongues. And when the believers began to speak in tongues, what people heard in different languages was the wonderful things God has done. They were not hearing fall down and die. They were hearing the wonderful things God has done. These teachings are available on our YouTube channel and also on our podcast at GFH Live. Please, let's go back and revisit these teachings and God will bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So today we are in part three and our text is from Acts chapter two. We'll read verses 42 to 47. Uh, We'll be reading from the ERV version. Verse 42. The believers spent their time listening to the teaching of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. They ate together and prayed together. Many wonders and miraculous signs were happening through the apostles. And everyone felt great respect for God. All the believers stayed together and shared everything. They sold their land and the things they owned. Then they divided the money and gave it to those who needed it. The believers shared a common purpose. And every day, 
They spent much of their time together in the temple area. They also ate together in their homes. They were happy to share their food and ate with joyful hearts. Verse 47. The believers praised God and were respected by all the people. More and more people were being saved every day and the Lord was adding them to their group. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. So in this, in this um, set of scriptures, we see the effect of what I've called the effect of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So um, let's look at verse 42. It says, The believers spent their time listening to the teaching of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. They ate together and prayed together. So to give a bit more perspective to this verse, you know, Pastor Richard took us through um, some of the earlier verses, but I'll just give a quick recap. Um, basically what had happened was, the believers had just received the baptism. The early disciples had just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Peter stood up and preached a powerful or power-filled sermon. And over 3,000 people were saved. They were baptized and they were added on to the church. So over 3,000 people were added on to the group. And you know, in part one, when Papi was teaching, he said there were about 120 of them that were in the upper room at some point. So let's just assume that if we add that 120 to this number, we would have 3,120 at the least, give or take. So I'm recapping this number so that we have an idea of the number of people that God saved in one day. And all these people were together. Now, I'm going to read... Um, Acts 2.41 to 42, the Living Bible version, it says, And those who believed Peter were baptized, about 3,000 in all. They joined with the other believers in regular attendance of the apostles' teaching sessions and at the communion services and prayer meetings. Now, this number, let's note it all. 3,000 plus people were always coming together to listen to the apostles. And these 3,000 plus were both the old believers and the new believers. Everybody spent their time. Now let's analyze the things that they spent their time doing after they received the baptism. Number one, they were listening to the teaching of the apostles. And the truth is, we're all listening to someone. We're listening to something or we're listening to someone. And who or what we listen to will determine what we become. So what we become is largely dependent on whom we're listening to or what we're listening to. What's your life, the, the sum total of everything that you are becoming is based on what you have fed your body. Physical food, spiritual food, whatever it is that you're currently feeding on is who you are going to become. So if you desire a change in who you think you're becoming that you're not happy about, it's time to change whom you're listening to. So listening here is one of the key factors of growth. James chapter 1 verse 19 says, my, brother, my dear brothers and sisters, 
always be more willing to listen than to speak. Keep control of your anger. Proverbs 1.5 says, Even the wise could become wiser by listening to these proverbs. They will gain understanding and learn to solve difficult problems. They will gain understanding and learn to solve difficult problems. So who and what we're listening to forms the bedrock of our beliefs. So if you grow up listening to, oh, it is only your village that exists in the whole world. At the end, you know, have we seen the movie, The Gods Are Not to Blame? And the guy thought that, you know, the world had a boundary, that he was taking the bottle that fell to the end of the world because his mind was so limited as to what the whole world must look like or the entire scope of the earth. So what you feed yourself with forms the bedrock of your belief. If, if you believe, for example, that oh, in, in your village, people don't go past um, GSS3, that's where you will hang. But the day you say no... I will be a graduate in this, even if I'm the only graduate, even if I become the first graduate, that will be achievable to you because you have broken that belief. And I pray that God will grant to us all that we have set our hearts to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So we see that the believers chose to listen to the apostles. And they chose to listen to the apostles because the apostles were not just speaking of themselves. They were speaking filled with the Holy Spirit. They were speaking filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you want to experience limitlessness this year, you must decide whom you want to listen to. Okay, so moving on. It says, they spent their time listening. So evidently, it cost them something. It cost them time. To spend time listening to someone will cost you time. For example, you have come here for Thrive. It's costing you time that you could have used for some other thing. But you chose to come and listen to the word of God. And God will bless everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So it will cost you, not necessarily in terms of money, but definitely in time. It will cost you time to sit with the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, minister to me. Holy Spirit, tell me what I must do. Holy Spirit, I have this job interview. What should I say when I get there? Holy Spirit, what should I wear today? Holy Spirit, should I even go out today? The truth is we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just how we spend it that makes the difference. And um, with that, it births the following questions, of course, but not limited to this. Number one question is, whom are you listening to? Are you wasting time listening to people that say, oh, don't pay your tithe. There's a reason for you not to pay your tithe. Don't pay your tithe. See, when divorces come, it's going to be all right. And those people that are saying, don't pay your tithe, they ain't going to be there. You're just going to be on your own. So why not do what the scripture says? Are you, paying, are you spending time listening to people that are saying, this is the way of the Lord Jesus. Follow the way of the Lord Jesus. Are you wasting time listening to naysayers, people that will tell you that, oh, your father's village, they don't used to have money, so you don't even plan to have money. Are you wasting time 
listening to people that have one gossip or the other. Uh -huh. Have you heard so-so person? Uh -huh. Have you heard so-so person? Uh -huh. Mind your business. You know, there's a joke that says, if you are wasting time minding my business, please, who is minding your own business? This year, for us to be limitless as God has designed, we need to stay focused with the Holy Spirit. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So the quest second question is, what are you spending your time on? There's a song, you know, that used to rain in those days. Time na money, oh, Rinando, time na money. Make you use your time well. No waka waka. If no gossip, gossip, no spoil another man. Do better thing. Money no they fall from heaven. Do better thing. Money go fall. Now true word that they tell you so. Oh <laughs> We have some oldies in the house. And that is just the truth. Proverbs 1.5 says even the wise will become wiser by listening to these proverbs. They will gain understanding. They will learn to solve difficult problems. Time na money. And that money can be anything. Time is experience. Time is knowledge. Time is wealth. Time is everything. How you choose to spend it, what you choose to spend it on, will form the bedrock of everything about your life. Third question, in whose company are you spending your time? The new believers spent their time with the apostles and other believers. Birds of the same feathers flock together. They flock together. Show me your friends. I'll not only tell you who you are, I'll tell you who you will be in future and what will become of your life. Because birds of the same feather, they flock together. So surround yourself with wealthy people. And by wealthy, I don't mean, um, I don't necessarily mean people that have money. But surround yourself with people that have wisdom, that have knowledge, that have deep insight, that have deep understanding. People that, when you leave their presence, you're fired up. You believe that you can achieve anything. All cylinders, all throttles are fired up. Surround yourself with such people. People that will tell you, when they, when they are having discussions, you'll be like, hey, God, I'm, I'm too far behind. I need to catch up. Again, I would strongly recommend that, you, you know, we go back and listen to Gold and Silver Season 3. And because in that series, Papi shared a lot of insights and benefits on connecting with wealthy people. This year, the word has gone forth. For it to be established, we have our own part to play. God has sent forth his word. It is now in our hands to do. But it will not be established if you are not prepared. Connect with people that can see the impossible. So that even if you are not exactly seeing it, because you are connected to them, you will begin to see what they are saying. Connect with people that are devising means of survival on planet Mars. See, when you connect with such people, you, you will realize how small your thinking has been. How tiny 
people are talking about making flying cars and the cars are flying while you are busy listening to gist about who is pregnant and not married. Hello? Which one is your own there? Sit with the people that are thinking of how we'll go to Jupiter, how humans will exist in a different planet. When you sit with them, and I'm not saying that you have to physically sit with them, but they have a lot of um, um, stuff that they've put online. Listen. When you listen to those kind of people, you are charged up like, come, this dream I have, it is possible for me to achieve it. And this year, everything that God has placed in our hearts, he will place in our hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The believers, they spend time growing deeper in the knowledge of God. And it's one of the things that Papi has said to us this year. We need to connect more with the supernatural. Because really, the supernatural controls the natural. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, the Living Bible version. Proverbs 2, 1 to 2, the Living Bible version says, Every young man who listens to me and obeys my instructions will be given wisdom and good sense. Yes, if you want better insight and discernment and are searching for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure, then wisdom will be given you and knowledge of God himself. You will soon learn the importance of reverence for the Lord and of trusting him. Really, a person that is full has no need for food. We need to stay hungry for more of God, and God will fill us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So the second thing that the, the um, believers did was they were sharing their resources. They shared everything with each other such that everyone was okay. Remember, 3,000 plus people from different works of life, different experiences, different things, they were sharing their testimonies, sharing their work skills, sharing their abilities, sharing food, communing together. It is so beautiful. It is so beautiful for, for, for that kind of community to exist. And it can only exist by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are so many benefits we find in sharing with one another. Number one, it will lower costs. So, for example, you want to bake bread and the oven can take three pans of bread, but you only need one for your family. You're still going to use the same oven. You're still going to use the same gas. You're still going to use the same time. But sharing resources means that, okay, um, Mrs. A, you also want to bake bread. Mrs. C, you also want to bake bread. Okay, bring your dough. We'll put it in one oven. We have saved time. We have saved gas. And we can use that time and gas for future bakings. Number two, when you share resources, it helps you to learn skills. So what happened was when they were all together, they were different people that knew different things. Just like God's favorite house, there are people that are in this community called God's favorite house. This amount of skills and talents that are embedded here is mind-blowing. And that's what community is for. You learn these skills. And every now and again, we would always have a program or a workshop for free. 
come and learn. Come and learn because we are better together. Number three, it helps you learn more about the other person. Because as you come to learn, you learn more about the other person, what they like, what they don't like. And it creates family. It creates trust. It creates a stronger bond. So when you go out, you say, ah, that's my, that's my family member. That's my sister from God's favorite house. That's my brother from God's favorite house. And number four, it helps to create common goals. When you share resources together, you have a common goal. And with a common goal, you can never walk alone. You can never walk alone because you'll find someone who has more experience in an area that you are desirous of learning. You find someone who has more experience in one thing or the other. And at God's Spirit House, we have a common mission, change lives. Change lives. So when you join our community, expect that your life will change for better in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three, they ate together. And eating together is an act of communion because even the Bible said that they had communion in each other's houses. You know, you can't eat with someone that you don't trust. So let me digress a little bit. Growing up, if you had a mother like mine, you know, there are places that you will visit. And as you are reaching there, she's cutting eye for you. If you attempt to eat the food there, you are dead. As in... If you miss the eye cutting off, don't even, when they ask you for, do you want to eat? You say, I'm full. In fact, I just finished eating before we, we embarked on this journey. Even if the worms in your stomach, they are growling like, feed me, feed me. She has cut eye for you. If you miss that eye cutting and you eat that food, don't worry, you will not miss the rod. Ah, the rod of correction will drive away such long truth from your life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we see here a community of people that ate together. Everybody brought out their food. Oh, I have this one. I have bread. Oh, you have stew. Oh, you have butter. You have jam. Let's eat. And everybody ate together. Again, I think it must have been so, so amazing. So, so amazing. The next thing that they did was they prayed together. And they say a family that prays together stays together. We have, become, we have begun daily prayers in church. Plug in. Join the daily prayers. Remember, the believers, 3,000 plus, God's favorite house all over the world, praying at a particular time. Plug in. Plug in. You know, um, Two Sundays ago when Pastor K was preaching, he shared the analogy of the coals that were burning and how one was separated and slowly but surely the fire went out. If you had plugged into the daily prayers, even if your fire is about to go out, because every other person has brought in their fire, you are fired up. If you look at the animal kingdom, you know, we watch a lot of um, Discovery Channel and stuff at home. And one thing is sure, when the animals group themselves together, particularly the buffaloes, the lion cannot attack. When they attempt to attack, the way those buffaloes will use their horn to fling the lion sky high like this, the lion is usually injured or killed because all of them, they face that lion. But if the 
if one of them just, one of the buffaloes just strays away, the lion just goes after that one. Meanwhile, collectively, the lion cannot even attempt it because he knows that <laughs> these people, they will just use me for breakfast. The, the, the prey becomes the preyed upon, you know. So together, we are better. And that's why Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 says, And one standing, I'm reading from the Living Bible version, And one standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three is even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Over 3,000 is even better. We are more than three here. And we are standing back to back. Connect with someone. Don't do life alone, please. Please don't do life alone. God's favorite house is a safe place. Don't do life alone, regardless of what you're going through. Trust me, someone else has gone through it and has come out on the other side victorious. We have anonymous counseling available. I think the link should come up online. should come up on the screen. There's anonymous counseling. Just go there if you feel that, oh, I don't really want to show my face, you know. Go there and type in what the issue is. And the online pastors will counsel you. Do not do life alone. God's spirit house is a safe place. You know, sometimes it can get overwhelming, but we win together. Join a small group in church because we're a church of small groups. Our live groups are currently on recess, but you can join other groups. The women of worship have so many subgroups. You'll find one that you can fit in. There's career, there's pregnant and nursing moms, there's um, um, uh, entrepreneurs, single moms, moms in waiting, homemakers. There's so many. And the men of service... Standing strong together, join a subgroup. Do not stand alone. Don't do life alone. Hallelujah. Don't do life alone. When you do life alone, the enemy will prey upon you. Do not do life alone, regardless of whatever it is. Don't give up. You know, um, I said I was going to share this story. I hope I have enough time. Um... Growing up, right? I, I, do I have time for this story? Okay, so growing up, right? Um, went to secondary school, cleared my WAEC, GC, everything. Then I started doing jump. Ah, uh-uh. Year one, jump, fail. Year two, jump, fail. Year three, jump, fail. Kilo day, how far? As in, when I say fail, I, I mean, I didn't even score up to 200. I was sad. I was depressed. Like, how? So let me give you perspective. My younger brother is much younger than I am. When I finished secondary school, he was in JS1. I rode jump until that boy was in SS3. Kilo day. Uh-uh. They were now buying jump form for two of us. Haba. I said to my mom, I said, no. I don't think that university is meant for some of us. I'm not a dull person by the grace of God, but how can I be writing jump when this boy was in JS1 now, two of, you want to buy a phone for two of us, I'm not writing jam again, I lie, forget it, I'm not even going to school again, I'm good like this, and I went and I got a job, fast forward, 
I tried to go to school to go to do prelims and okay so let me digress a little bit I tried to do prelims and when I got into the school trying to do my prelims JJ minding my business and serving God there were called people that were coming after me and I warned them as if you are trying me don't try me and they would say ah, this girl what are you even looking up to I say I have Jesus I don't have I don't know anybody here but I have Jesus and one day I was in class and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me clearly get off from the class and go home I said okay let me go to my room and pack a bag I said don't pack a bag go straight home just leave the lecture hall like you're going out and go straight home and I went home on a Friday and my mom was like what are you doing at home I said I don't know I just came to see your face got back to school on Monday and found out that cult people had come to do the initiation and they were looking for me. Hey, this girl don't jack <laughs> By the grace of the Holy Spirit and they're like, how come? And of course, there was this boy that they sent after me to be following me and be monitoring me. When you look at you, monitoring me, you don't know that the Holy Spirit is senior to you. The boy came. So why did you why did you go home? You didn't tell me. I said, hey, I didn't know you were the custodian of my life and the one that paid my school fees. There is a God that watches over everyone. Fast forward the story forward. And that's how they failed me in the school and claimed that I was a cult member. Abba, why God? I served you. I did everything. I fought against these people. And yet they failed me and said I was a cult member. And to make matters worse, the cult members passed they were now coming to beg me that, please, I shouldn't expose them. I said, I don't have time for you people. I'm, I need to face God and ask him what he's trying to teach me. Fast forward the story forward. I continued to serve in church. And there, Pastor Esco found me and said, ah, ah, this girl, what do you do? I said, I work. What's your qualification? School said, how? At 26? I was like 26 or so by then. I said, no, you're going into the University of Lagos. How? I don't know. But it happened. It happened. So join the workforce. Join this community. God is amazing. In between, I will not lie to you. One day I left home. I was going to get drunk and do all sorts of nonsense. I had it planned. I got to the front of the beer parlor and I said, ah, and I felt God said, don't even try it. So what, it is, what is it that you're going through? Someone else has gone through it and has overcome. Today I'm a graduate by the grace of God. I run my own empire. God is faithful regardless. Please don't do life alone. Um, there's a song that kept coming to me as I was preparing this message. I hope I have the time. Um, yeah. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single light that tells me I will never measure Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again, 
just who I am because I need to know Ooh, you say I am loved when I can feel a thing you say I am strong when I think I am weak you say I am mad when I says of everyone that he loves you he loves me just as you are so whatever it is that you're going through just put it before the lord and he will comfort you by the help of the holy spirit in jesus name amen praise the lord hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah okay um i think that we have run out of time Praise God. Okay, I think I have grace for a few more minutes. <laughs> okay, so verse 43 says that many miracles happened. And these miracles happened because the people were in unity. They were in unity and God was glorified. And that's why Matthew 13, 58 says, Jesus did not do many miracles there because the people did not believe him. So these believers, they believed and they received, and God was glorified, and the apostles worked many miracles. So we'll fast forward to verse 44 to 45, and we see that, number one, the believers had a compassionate heart, and they shared everything. They shared, they shared everything that they had. They gave willingly, they gave generously, and that's why at God's favorite house, 
We share resources via many channels. We have the Everything for 50 coming up shortly. And basically, that is you have something that you have at home that you haven't used for a while that is in good condition. Bring it and we sell it for just 15 euro. Of course, you know a pair of shoes costs more than 15 euro, but we sell it at that token so that we can create a bit of order during the sales. So if you have something like that, bring it. And that's how we reach out to other communities. We sell beds, we sell refrigerators, 15 era, the raffle draw, and I believe so strongly this limitless year, we will give out cars and apartments in Jesus' name. Amen. We also have the Rafa Covenant, which basically is a health scheme. 40,000 era, providing health scheme for a family of six people for an entire year. I mentor for adults and children. The believers of all, they pull their resources together. Let's pull our resources together. That's what we do in God's way house because we are a community that gives. We are a community that gives. Giving is part of our culture, is our life, is, our, is, is one of our mantras, you know. And the believers had a common purpose. And because they had a common purpose, they praised God, they were respected by all the people, and more and more people were being saved, and God was adding to them every day. God was adding to them. How did they know God was adding to them? Because they were counting. So we count people because people count. Hallelujah. Everyone is important. Every life is important in God's favorite house. And these resources did not deplete because more people were being added to the church and people were bringing in their things. It's a culture. It's a culture that was created. And when you come into God's favorite house, you need to join this culture because in this culture, we are better for it and we are limitless all the way. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'll close with um, Psalm 133. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there... The Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, so um, at this time, Papi will be joining us. Let's put our hands together. And if we have questions, let's prepare our questions. Okay, so let me face this way. Good evening, sir. Hola, Papa. Hola, Mija. Como esta? Bien, como esta? Yeah. They are jealous. So. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so um do we have any comment any um questions? Okay, well um we're pulling the questions together. I have some questions, and the first is verse 47 of Acts chapter 2 says the believers praised God and were respected by all the people. More and more people were being saved every day. And the Lord was adding them to their group. Now, the scripture says that the believers were respected. However, there seems to be 
um, a lot of disrespect for believers in our time. So, sir, what can we do better or what can we do more? What should we stop doing? What should we start doing to change this narrative as a body that is capital letter C church and, you know, as individuals? Ah, that is, that is big. That is huge, actually. That question, if we had fully address it, we probably would not live here today. Um, um, you are correct, and I will come to your question, but the truth is, even at that time, um, we had people that did not respect the believers, you know? And I can give you examples. In fact, they were they were so against the believers that they were killing them, you know. And one of such is Saul of Tarsus, you know. You know, so in our days, the things we are enduring or the the disrespect, if you will, that we have to deal with is is nothing compared to the scale of the persecution they have to deal with. But yes, how do we become effective? Because their own in their own time, it, it, it's not um, it's not the disrespect is not based on lack of authenticity. In our own time, the challenge is lack of authenticity. So the attacks they got was not it was actually because they were authentic. You know, um, the, the the criticism we are getting as a capital letter C church, as in church. Christians, you know, is because of our lack of authenticity, you know, uh, and not being who we say we are or who the, the world think we should be. So how do we change that? Um, it's pretty simple, but it's also pretty uh, <laughs> not simple. Um, it's pretty simple because it will take the commitment it's pretty not simple, rather, because it will take the commitment of both the leadership of the church and everyone in church. Everyone is responsible for this. And the simple part is this. I mean, it's the question I will ask you. If you give someone, let's say a teenager, to ISIS for 52 weeks, they indoctrinate the person, the, the, the person, the, the teenager. Think of any teenager. Maybe I don't want to mention, you know, someone you know. <laughs> You're shaking your head. At the end of 52 weeks, are you in doubt what will come out? Are you in doubt what that teenager will become? The, I can't hear you. No, sir. So what will that teenager become at the end of 52 weeks? A dangerous weapon. A terrorist. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the church has to be designed. And this is going to, it's, it's, it's going to, that's it's one of the, it's interesting that you, it's interesting that you ask that question. It's, it's one of the things that I've been thinking about for, um, from the middle of last year, if I, if I will, that we need to revamp how we are doing discipleship. We need to revamp how we thank God for change lives. We thank God for, for God's perfect house and everything. However, every one, give me 52 weeks. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
have a, a boot camp that I'm saying, give me 52 weeks. I'm going to have people that will volunteer to be a part of that. Give me 52 weeks. At the end of the day, everyone that comes out will be a, will be a potential martyr for Christ. That's what happens in the early church. Everyone that comes out of that church is a potential martyr. I mean, a martyr is someone that is willing to die for Jesus. So if we, if, if we are able to churn out disciples that are willing to die for, for the cause of Christ, not for breakthrough, not for uh, uh, blessing, uh, give me contract, mm. not for anointing oil, not yeah. for credit in my account, not for, not for um, whatever things. It's unfortunate what we've turned church to. And, you know, and it is gatherings that will say all oh, your enemies will die, that, you know, people like to go. Then you complain that the church is not, <laughs> you know, so... Everybody criticizing church and our Christians are as responsible for this. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, give me 52 weeks and we should produce world-changing matters for Christ. Hallelujah. Absolutely. We have 52 weeks. Papi, we can start. Let's start. Let's start. I, I can uh, true worshippers. You see, true worshippers are they're already saying they are ready. We are ready for it because we need that change. We need that change so that we can stop complaining about. We can stop complaining about. Oh, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. We are the change that the world desires. We are the change. We are the people that can effect this change. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The, the vision has been cast off. Let's go home and ruminate on these things. What can I contribute to this vision? How can I make these teenagers change? Enough of complaining about, oh, they are watching cartoon. Oh, they are watching something. Oh, we need to give them something to do. We need to give them an, something to do and engage them in a better way. So I've signed up already for whenever that boot camp starts. Uh -uh. And true worshippers are already registering. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Hallelujah. sir. Hallelujah. Um, Debbie, do we have any questions? Paddy? You have a question. Okay, please go ahead. Praise God. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, my question is, I mean, like today now, you have painted the picture of the buffaloes and the strength of the park. And we know these things because there are things that have been taught to us over and over again. But now and again, we see people isolate themselves because they feel, I don't know, for some reason that, oh, I know there's a place for dealing with things by yourself, but sometimes you just know that you know that you know that this thing is not a dealing with by self issue. It's, it's, it is something that needs to be sorted out in the park. That's the only way the person will go down and come back up alive. How do we how do we pull those people out of those moments in their lives? Because you can see it, but the person is not seeing it. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Naipu switched off Papi's face. When Papi should have answered this question now. Wow. Okay, I'll give a go at it. Okay. Um, can I give a go, sir? Please. Okay. Um, I think that if you look at the story of the madman of the gatherings, he was separated from the park. 
at that point, all hope was lost on him. Now, how do we help people realize that it is not in separation that you find a solution. Rather, it is in the community that you find solution. Number one, we keep reaching out to them. Because sometimes um, people feel that, um, number one, nobody understands what I'm going through. I like to deal with it on my own. Yes, you want to deal with it on your own, but please do not deal with it on your own. So we reach out. We continuously reach out to such a people. Keep sending them messages. Even if they block your calls, you keep calling and visiting until they come out of it because there is strength in, in the pack. No, there is nothing that is about to happen, that has happened, that has not happened before. There is nothing new under the sun. There is absolutely nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. So whatever it is, um, I would like to encourage everyone again, don't do life alone. Even if it's one person, you tell that one person, and you'll be amazed at what that one person can do to help change your life so to answer that question again we have to keep encouraging them because um the way god has made human beings is that he has made us to be people that can make choices and everything that we are today is because of the choices we made yesterday so when we let them know that it is a choice to stay alone and get depressed and it is a choice to come out and say, help me. You know, like the Yoruba people will say, it is the child that lifts up his hand that will be carried first. Lift up your hand to God and let God carry you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I don't know if Papi wants to add to that. Yeah, I mean, um, um, what Tom, I mean, maybe to add to it would be the fact that the, the tricks of Satan has not changed. It's the same tactics. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how effective it is, you know? And this, these things are not new. It's the same way, you know? You know and, but it's pretty effective because human beings sometimes have a tendency of seeing a ditch and driving straight into it, you know? So, <laughs> you know, so, so now, now to talk about when you're in that ditch, you know, yes, there is a um, responsibility on the person to know that they need help. One, two, there is also, there has to be um, help from above. And, and, you know, sometimes people are actually really depressed and a lot of those things are demonic. People are actually, you know, under demonic attack, mental attack. So the story you gave, the madman of, of the Gadarenes, you know, um, classic example, he was isolated from his society and he was in a place where, of, where the enemy was tormenting him, he was in a place of torment. Now, the first thing he did was, when he saw Jesus, was to run to Jesus. He actually ran to Jesus and fell down at Jesus' feet. So you have a responsibility to run to Jesus. Absolutely. You have a responsibility to run to Jesus. Yep. 
you know, people people stay in the in the in the pit and they're like, oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen, nobody knows my worries, you know, and all that stuff. And Jesus is calling you. Jesus showed up, this madman, tormented by devils. The devil cannot stop you from running to Jesus. That's right. He, he ran to Jesus and bowed down. That was the first thing. And Jesus, after healing him, and I pray, because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, everyone in a pit or in some form of dark situation, Jesus will heal you completely. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, after Jesus has healed him, what Jesus said to him is, go back into that community. Go back into doing life with people. Go back. And you see, it is so important, you know, and that is the pattern of deliverance for mental health issues. Go back. Now, don't just go back. Go back and share your testimony. This man now became an evangelist as it were in his community and he became obviously celebrated and integrated back into his, his community. So, so that's how it works. So um, I hope that helps. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Spot on. Go back into the community. The madman, you know, the madman again, sir, the guy was always scratching himself with stones. He was a sorry state physically. He was a sorry state, but he threw away all of that and came back into the community. And the community embraced him. This is God's favorite house. It is a safe place, regardless, regardless of whatever it is that you're going through. Or you think that the weight is so much. Just come back into the community and we'll join our flames together and light you up again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do we have any other questions? No? Okay. Um, sir, I don't know if you want to add more to the teaching. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. I mean, amazing. Uh, teaching. Thank you, Pastor Morlake. Thank you, sir. Thank you also for sharing for sharing your story. Thank you for being vulnerable. You know, and you know, sometimes people see pastors and they don't know what you have been through. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, and they just think you are just um, uh, like someone said, uh, an overnight success. <laughs> Okay, God thank bless you for that. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, everyone. Hallelujah. Papi is going to join us again. Okay. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And so it is and shall be. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Okay, so God's favorite house. Who are we? We are limitless all the way. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.